0: What new habits can you adopt to help you achieve your goals? That's what you've been asked in today's daily episode. Welcome to another episode of Find Yourself the Questions podcast. I'm Bernd Dwinski, your host and co-pilot on this journey of self-discovery and personal growth. This show is all about assisting you in achieving mindful self-improvement and elevating your life without any pressure or control. Our special guest today is someone who has not only experienced personal growth, but has also dedicated their life to helping others reach their full potential. Today on this show I am excited to be joined by Adrian Knight. Adrian is the accomplished acquisition entrepreneur, adventurer and endurance athlete. He has built a multi-million children's education group from the ground up in less than 3 years. But Adrian's journey to success wasn't always easy. At 19, he experienced a nervous breakdown followed by alcoholism and other addictions. He spent almost a decade traveling the world trying to escape his inner demons. It wasn't until he started to be true to his authentic self and prioritized his personal development and well-being that his life turned around. Adrian credits his personal growth and mindset as the secret source to his business and endurance success. Today Adrian leaves the running of his children's education group to others while he spends time working on his personal growth and sharing his story with others. He's a passionate advocate for mental health and well-being and he believes that everyone has the potential to achieve their dreams no matter their past. I'm so excited to have Adrian on the show today to talk about his journey to success, his personal development routine, and his advice for others looking to achieve their goals. Stay tuned for a great conversation. Please join me in welcoming Adrian Knight to the Find Yourself the Questions podcast.
1: Hello, Bernd. Hello. Thank you for
0: having me. It's uh, wonderful to be here. Great to have you on the show, Adrian. Thank you. Adrian, one of the things that I'm really interested in talking to you about today is how you were able to overcome your addictions and turn your life around. Can you tell us a little bit about the experience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... I mean, where do I start with with this is so there's so many facets to this the first thing to say really is that i'm naturally a very ambitious person i want to not just succeed in in a like a financial term or a career term but i want to succeed in life i really want to live a full life and for years i struggled to do so because i kept coming up against myself It was those inner demons and those inner uh, blocks that I was too terrified to face, but ultimately held me back. And so the turning point came when I, when I essentially started to gather the courage to be right, I'm going to confront this. And it wasn't a process that was done overnight. And it certainly wasn't something that was approached in one go and and today you know as we're we're sitting here talking i've still got still got stuff and i don't i believe we don't ever fully overcome them but it was that conscious decision that these things i want to happen on the outside first need to be like i first need to make changes on the inside and it was quite simply the case of starting to confront those fears when things started to change and when everything started to to move forward in ways which quite honestly I couldn't have even imagined at the time. Mm -hmm. Tell me something about the importance of personal
0: development and well-being.
1: My experience of life so far, and I'm, I'm very blessed to have lived a full life. I've traveled over 45 countries, I've seen business success, financial success, I'm happily married, got a beautiful family. My my experience with with all of that has shown me that the commonality between all of that is me. The same as with everyone else, it's them. They are the commonality, and quite often, well, not even quite often, all the time, we are our biggest bottlenecks. And it, and so, the process of personal development and the the whole concept of personal development is that you're making that bottleneck slightly bigger so that you can allow more life to flow through, whether that be financial, career, family, love, whatever it is, health, by making that bottleneck bigger, you just simply allow the space for more flow of life.
0: I resonate with your message. Can you share more about your journey from a nervous breakdown and addiction to becoming an acquisition entrepreneur and endurance athlete? So what
1: inspired you to make the transformation? Yeah, I mean, there were, well, I mean, it was quite a journey in many ways. And that journey probably took around 10 years. So there was multiple journeys within the journey, if that makes sense. Um, but the nervous breakdown happened, And what happened before that was I was actually on a high of life. I had just backpacked around backpacks around Europe came back life could not have been better i could literally taste it in my mouth and so i I was more surprised than anyone for like 12 months later to be having this quite severe nervous breakdown and not really knowing what to do and going like from a place of being quite confident like confident enough to travel across europe by myself as an 18 year old to not even been able to look people in the eye and to barely bring myself like bring myself to leave the house like it was a real it was a real shock more than anything else. And so I decided because I, 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 went to see the doctors and I was prescribed to quite a lot of medicines and uh, like sleeping pills. And I, I remember sitting on my bed at my parents' house and I had the pills in one hand and I made a very deliberate conscious decision that that was not for me, I mm. was going to f- find out and I was going to rebuild myself organically. I didn't want to re- like rely on this external medicine that I didn't really understand or know what it was. Um, and so I made that decision and it was a longer path for sure, but I've never regretted that decision. And so since then, it's been a process of brick by brick. Like it's the only way I can really explain it, like building my confidence brick by brick building my uh experience and skill sets and social skills and everything in between my health my fitness brick by brick and inevitably you you put up a couple of bricks and then one falls down and so you have to like you take a step back and you put up another you know another brick you rebuild it and then you go again and gradually over a period of time you start to build this wall and i'm using the word wall quite carefully here because in, in the context of this discussion, people can assume it's as being a blocker. But for me, it was more a wall I was standing on and I could all of a sudden see. And I just kept going really to the point now where, and I say this with as like, like, I don't want it to come across, um, in, like the wrong way. Uh, like, I mean this with, with as much sort of humility and modesty as possible, but I, I sort of look around and I'm one of the most confident people I know like i rarely meet people who are confident in in themselves and going after what they want in life and being able to control and regulate themselves and and again i'm not saying that from a place of arrogance but it's just an observation that from that you know when you focus on this you can really really build yourself and when you build yourself your world becomes your oyster in a way it's not what is in terms of what's out there is the who you need to focus on who you are and who you want to become. Yeah, I understand your focus and how
0: important it is to focus. Yeah. Building a multi-million children's education group in under three years is an impressive achievement. You need focus for this. Could you describe the key strategies and mindset shifts that contributed to your success in business?
1: Absolutely. And And I kind of want to touch on and build on what I just mentioned because a lot of people approach me and they say, basically, how have you done this? And then can you show me how to do the same or something similar? Um, you know, how have you built quite a big business in a relatively short period of time without necessarily working in the business day to day? Like it it is quite like it goes against common wisdom, but it, it comes back to. It's not the, what, it's the who, like, who did I have to be to do that? And so the, like, I was a very bad startup entrepreneur, like I had 12 failed startups, but I kept going because I knew what I wanted to do. And it was the who I was building. I was building the resilience and the persistence, like the character that was the who, um, and then I, I, I'd always liked the idea of this principle of like buying and selling businesses. It just really spoke to me. So I started to train and to, to, to develop. Some knowledge in that and then i went straight out again the confidence to go straight out and to start speaking to business owners though i'd never done anything like this before i had zero uh business success i didn't have any money but it was the who the confidence to be able to do that and i ended up buying my third my first business within three months and that was a 30 year old company and i sold that two years later for a very healthy six figure profit And I just kept going. And then I I stumbled across the children's education space. When I became a dad, I was completely oblivious of this whole world, which is children. And then all of a sudden I was a dad and this little girl was rocking my, my life upside down, inside out, which I say with, you know, complete, I wouldn't want it any other way. And yeah, I started to understand this world and I didn't really like what I was seeing. And I just felt that the, those early years in particular of a child's life, those first like five years are so pivotal to how their lives pan out that I just wanted to, I wanted to have my input and so I applied that skills in a different way. And that's when things took off. And just my last point on this is that, and I think this is really important. I had no agenda or no goal to build this into a multimillion group like I I honestly didn't I'm more surprised than anyone when I look at the businesses because I'm like how did this happen but it came from it came from a place of I just wanted to make a difference to a child's life and if I'd made a difference to one child it would like that was it that's all I needed but
0: yeah yeah it's so important to support our children because they are the future and we need them for existing in future so there may be some time when we get older that we are not able to take care about all our affairs and then we need our children to fix the things that need to be fixed we need our children to fix the future challenges nobody knows today what they will be so we need good minds and we
1: need strong children to fix them in future and that's exactly how I look at it and how I've always looked at it and I think this stems from my my love for personal growth and personal development which is I may not be able to solve all of the world's problems but if I can help someone or inspire someone to be more than they think they are and they go off and solve a problem or a small problem within that world then that is a life well spent. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned that being true to your authentic self was
0: a turning point in your life. How did you discover your authentic self and how has it influenced your personal and professional development?
1: Mm. This is a really big one that I don't think people recognize enough. Um, For me, it came from a very long period of, of observation. So I've been writing the journal for 20 years. My first journal was when I went backpacking when I was in Europe uh, when I was 18 and I've just turned 38 and I've literally right next to my desk here, I have boxes and boxes full of all those journals that I've organized and um, I plan to read them all. Uh, but what that has, has sort of done was it created a like self-awareness when over a period of time you start to notice patterns and then you start to question those patterns such as, i'll give you an example in my my business life like i built my previous business i was running that for six years but i hated running a business and i hate running a business like a day-to-day business it's it's just not me i'm too entrepreneurial for that and so when i finally accepted that and i stopped trying to be say the the boss running the business on the day to day and i became more of the owner of the business and i was the one who was hiring the boss and then i went out and find another business to put together. So those two bosses can work and, and took that approach. I was being more authentic to me, but it, it equals like greater success. Certainly than if I was in there in the first business, just running it myself. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is a big one for people like you almost certainly know kind of, you have a sense for, Oh God, I would just love to do that more than anything else. I would suggest that your authentic self speaking through and I would suggest really listen to that maybe drop some of the stories you may be telling yourself about why you can't do that.
0: Yes, I understand. So you have an entrepreneurial uh, spirit. And this is part of your authentic life. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in short, how can our
1: listeners live a more authentic life? <laughs> the first step to doing this is to create some space for yourself this is why i'm so big on like morning routines and waking up a little bit earlier in the morning and using that for yourself because it's very hard to even know what an authentic life looks like for you if you're so busy if you get out of bed and you're straight into mum or dad mode or work mode and you have very little time and space for yourself like you have to create some space And in a very short period, as you start to sit in that space, so let's let's make it a bit more real, like let's say you wake up 30 minutes earlier and you do that every single day and you go downstairs or you go to your kitchen and you make a cup of tea or coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and you sit there and you don't go on your social media, you certainly don't check emails, but you sit there. You may decide you wanna start using that time to read or to journal, but it's just some time and space for you and in a very short period, two things happen. One is that you start to relish that time, as like it very quickly becomes the best part of your day. And the second thing is you start to you start to get different thoughts and different ideas. Like this, this authentic you starts to come up, and you start to have more inspired thoughts, which will uh, take you down like the path that I would suggest your authentic self, you know, wants to go down.
0: Yeah. A friend of mine told me that he is getting up an hour earlier than he has to get up. Yeah. Just to have time for himself to start the day right and not even check his emails or social yep. media before 10 a.m. and to do a lot of things, maybe 10 things in advance and then start into, well, the outer world
1: this has been a game changer for me, like a real game changer to the point where I started up getting half. I started by getting up half an hour earlier. So I'd get up around half five, quarter to six. I now wake up at 4am every single day because I cherish this time so much. And I now have like essentially three hours at the start of the day, every single day for me. And I turn up as a completely different person throughout that day, completely different. And it's noticeable with again with other people so it's, it's it's a very powerful thing anyone can do at any moment's notice and it doesn't cost you a penny no. or euro or dollar so
0: <laughs> i also experienced that
1: yeah yeah excellent
0: Travelling to over 45 countries to escape your inner demons is a unique approach to self-discovery. So what were some of the most significant lessons you learned during your travels and how have they impacted your life?
1: Yeah, the, the biggest lesson of all is that you can, can literally, quite literally travel to the other side of the world, just as I did across multiple countries. And those inner demons are still going to be there. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they get worse because you have a lot more time and space and you don't have the distractions of your home and your work around you. And so they get louder. And there, there is only one way to overcome them and that's to turn around and face them. But without fail, every single time, and I'm going through this right now, actually, I've, I'm facing a lot of internal inner demons like they're sort of different levels of of inner demons and i've i've been confronting them head on i haven't been so the last couple of months i've i've been trying to run away from them but i've quickly pulled myself out of that and i've started confronting them and it's amazing because these like there's several there of, and just like you know yesterday i faced one of them And it completely melted in front of me. It was like this massive problem that I thought I had, I'd been trying to distract myself from for the last couple of months. I turned, I finally decided like, no, I'm going to deal with this regardless of the consequences. And it fell away. And, and I can see that with the other ones there, like, no, I'm going to deal with this. And so certainly traveling across the world is not the, it's probably the worst strategy you could do. Um, like we all have them. It just takes a little bit of courage to turn around and face them. And the way to do that is to actually share some of this with other people. Like a problem shared is a problem halved. And that gave me the strength to turn around and to face them. And uh, yeah, it can be really powerful. Yeah. Traveling is enriching us
0: and traveling is very good for new experiences, but it's very bad for escaping your inner demon
1: it's, it's so true when i backpacked across europe it was this wonderful period of self-discovery and i had such a great time i felt like later when i traveled again or you know, multiple times i traveled i was in a much different places in a painful place and so my logical response was to let's go and do the thing that made me feel really great when i was 18 um, but it didn't work. What happened was because I was trying to escape, it just got bigger and bigger, you know? So I do think there is, the travel is a wonderful period of self-discovery, but you need to put yourself in the emotional place where you can actually use it as self-discovery and not for, uh, yeah, escapism. Mm -hmm. Could
0: you share some specific self-improving practices or techniques that have had a profound impact on your personal growth and mindset?
1: The biggest one for mindset is exercise. Um, It's probably not what a lot of people want to hear. I'm certainly not suggesting you need to become a bodybuilder or an Olympic athlete, it's not what it's about. Um, A 30 minute walk every day can dramatically change your mind and your mindset over a very short period of time. Uh, For me, like I exercise daily, I never, I'm sort of amazed to hear myself say that because I could never get my head around it uh how can everyone how can anyone exercise daily um but i do it not for physical benefits it's not because i'm trying to get my body looking in a particular way i do it purely for the mindset aspect so i'm exercising for my health and my mental well-being that's the difference and when people approach exercise in that manner it can like it can have a very different look and feel to it rather than oh I'm overweight I need to lose some weight I'm going to go and exercise that tends to be yeah quite negative really so you're always looking for balance between your entrepreneurial
0: endeavors and your personal growth and endurance pursuits yes
1: absolutely yeah whereas before I would have been all work and I was all work and that led me to a very dark place
0: Many of our listeners may be aspiring entrepreneurs. Which advice would you give to someone who wants to start their own business and achieve the level of success you have?
1: Do it. Um, A lot of people who want to start a business, where I find they tend to go wrong is they tend to overthink it. And they tend to procrastinate because they try to get everything like out on paper and that perfect plan in place. But my, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes, is by Mike Tyson, the, the boxer. He said, uh, everyone has a plan until they get punched. And that's kind of like starting a business in that you can have this plan, but as soon as you take it out and start trying to get customers or you start trying to work with partners or suppliers inevitably you're going to get some punches and so a big part of entrepreneurship is recognizing that and understanding that a business is built like in the market is built with customers you get out there and you do stuff the the, the process of planning the value you get from it is from the process rather than the plan itself so it's not the plan that's going to make you successful it's the fact that you've gone down done some sat down done some market research looked at different competitors etc and then gone straight out and taken action that's what will make you successful
0: endurance sports require a high level of mental and physical resilience how do you use your endurance activities to further your personal growth and what have you learned about yourself through these challenges
1: I love quite extreme endurance events and I do them primarily for three reasons one is because they tend to involve travel and I do love to travel and this is a healthy form of travel the second one is because it's that personal challenge and that personal growth. And the third one is because I, I know now that when I accomplish an, an endurance event, quite an extreme one, it will have a direct impact on other areas of my life. And so um, to give you an example of this, back in uh, earlier this year, I ran across Northern England. It was a 70 mile ultra marathon. And I documented the whole thing on Instagram and it's still there that people can see. Like I, I document all of my events on there. And I was around, I was doing this video on Instagram and I was around, I think it was around 25 miles into it. And I was saying how that my legs went about five, six miles ago. So physically my legs had gone and I still had 55 miles to go or 45 miles, you know, a long way to go um and it had become a purely mental game which i loved because that's why i'm doing it is for that mental development but then i also said but i know for a fact that when i finish this and i cross that finish line it will have a direct impact on every other area of my life and i won't even be trying to make that impact happen it will happen naturally because what the event does is it puts your mindset to a new place you're now a person who's just run across northern england 70 miles i think I've done about 19 19 20 hours that gives you a level of confidence and a level of insight that when you then go to work the next day or the day after whatever you're a different person you're a higher version of yourself and so it has a direct uh, a direct impact and so that's why i do them and what will i get out of it
0: In your view, what role does mindfulness play in your journey to self-improvement and how can listeners incorporate mindfulness practices into their lives to achieve similar transformations?
1: Mindfulness is, is very important because it gives you, it allows you to step away from the flurry of thoughts that we constantly have, they never stop. And mindfulness is just allowing you to almost step out of that and have a breather and just be like, and what it does is it gives you perspective and it gives you a bit more clarity about what's going on in your life. So it's very important, but people undervalue it because it's hard to measure. And the best way to measure mindfulness is to do it for a period of time. So I'll talk about the activities in a moment, um, but to do it for a period of time and then stop and see how you feel. But I guarantee you're not going to feel as good as you have been. But you won't recognize that until you stop doing it now i mean i do my i practice mindfulness every day and i do it through meditation and at time of speaking i've i've meditated uh, i forget the exact number but it's around 490 days in a row i've not missed a single day of meditation that's how much i value it but med- but meditation isn't the only way to mindfulness it could be doing a crossword it could be doing a word search could be doing any form of puzzle game it could be knitting it could quite simply be when you get up that 30 minutes earlier and you go downstairs and you have your coffee and you don't like look certainly don't look at your phone your phone's far away and you just don't really think of anything that is a that is a form of mindfulness and it's such an amazing way to set up your day rather than waking up completely frantic and you've got seven emails come through and three unread messages on whatsapp or your your text message and and you're just a bit overstimulated and the day hasn't even started it's an interesting
0: idea to to stop the mindfulness practices for some time to look for the for the inner feelings
1: yeah yeah
0: i never thought about this doing
1: it yeah yeah, it's so hard to measure, which is why people, I don't think, fully value it. But it's when you do it for, even if you've done it for two weeks and you stopped for two days, you would notice it. You would, you would feel different and the difference would not be a positive one. You, you wouldn't, like it's quite hard to, you'd find it quite hard to explain, I think. But it's more like you just feel a little bit groggy and things aren't quite flowing into place like they maybe have been the previous weeks.
0: Thank you, Adrian, for being here with us today. Your remarkable journey and the valuable lessons you've learned along the way. Before we shut down this episode, can you share three tips with the audience to find and follow their path to self-improvement?
1: First one is to create space. Normally by waking up a little bit earlier, it's the only way you can really create it. Second one is to use that space to focus on you um so whether that's reading meditating going straight out for some exercise use that space and bandwidth specifically for you and the third one i would say is you are your biggest bottleneck so keep that in mind because it shows the value of why you want to do the first two steps
0: <laughs> to show our appreciation we would like to include a link to your instagram profile so Adrian Knight, thanks again for your valuable participation. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you listening and joining us today on the Find Yourself the Questions podcast for mindful self empowerment and personal growth. I hope this episode inspired you to ask questions and discover yourself. Join us tomorrow for more inside questions. And next month for inspirational discussions on your path to personal growth and happiness. Maybe you're just a question away from your bestia. So we did it. Thanks.